Mera takes a slight breath as she realizes that Keishi has left. Oh, thank you all for your assistance. Of course! You are our fellow god! We would not allow your clergy come to harm from such a foul creature. Bion and Nasius, after a long moment, realized that the threat of the heretical creature and its followers had passed. Slowly, the two sit up and begin to stand. That... that all just... happened. Yes. Yes, it did. And the two of you are lucky like you would not believe. Do you see what your impetuousness gets us into? You two feel less terrified. Hmm. Most mortals put into this situation are not so calm. Nasius and Bion turn to face the god of fear. What situation? Oh, blessed Mera. The two clerics turn towards the front of the cave, where the other gods stand. <laughs> that would be me, yes. Not necessarily the quickest on the uptake, are you? In fairness, they did just nearly live out their greatest fear. I can understand that they may have been preoccupied. The three of you probably want to return to your mortal affairs. I'm not going to be the one to keep you from that. Uh, yes, uh, thank you. <laughs> Mot Elson, having long since dropped the barrier he had formed, approached the trio of gods at the cave's entrance. He knelt in deference before Mera. It is, as always, a pleasure to serve you. Oh, Mott, always such a polite mortal. Please do stand. You know no such formalities are required. Not so long as they prove to be better than the necromancers that were here moments prior. The fear god kneels down and motions for the Rougarou to return to him. You should be proud to have such polite clergy, Mera. Now do come here, Draggy. The wyvern trills in happiness as it bounds over to Mikhail. The god of fire, forge, and war kneels down and sets his tea aside as he hugs the creature and fondly pets its head. So, if our business is concluded on this plane... Yes, yes. If the three of you are all right. Actually... It's not. Nobody can tell him about any of this. Of course not. We will not hear the end of it for several millennia, at least. Mott looks confused at the gods as he stands once more. Him? Oh, pray, Mott. He just loves meddling with your mortal affairs and takes great pleasure in mocking most of us if there is any hint that we enjoy doing the same. However, where the three of you all have things to hide from the god of deception, I merely observed. I have no reason not to speak of this to him. You would not dare. 
<laughs> For now, no. But who knows what the future may hold. <sighs> but for the time being, I shall return to the ethereal plane. My tea is almost certainly cold by now. And with those words, the god of virtue disappears. That's why I brought mine with me. If he does tell Greymond, we simply have to do something that will make Tahir take action to protect one of his clerics. Like let's fetch here into one of his temples to cause some havoc. You could cause havoc, can't you? Yes, you can. Oh, so good, little girl. I would be amenable to this agreement. I would not want to put Draggy or Thonk into harm's way by having either of them do the same. Draggy? Thonk. Oh, yes. The mortals are still here. Draggy is this magnificent dragon you see here. And Thonk is my pet Thunderbird. They are both my dearly beloved pets, and they do mean so much to me. Nothing will happen to Fetch here. Because she can only be truly rid of by my hand. And that is not going to happen, is it? No, no, not at all. Because you is a Google. So, I do believe we ought to leave these mortals to their affairs now, shall we? Oh yes, of course. How foolish of us. Mikhail reaches down to pick up his tea. Come along, Draggy. It's time to go home. Draggy trills happily. Yes. We have tea and sweets to return to. Barbas picks up the Ruguru, then disappears. Mera and Mikhail, the latter holding Draggy in one arm, follow soon after leaving the three clerics of Mera alone with the many fallen worshippers of Keishi. So that... I'm still not entirely sure what just happened exactly, but we're alive. That's the important thing, yes? Yes. And the two of you were lucky I had heard rumors of this cult. Mott approaches the other two clerics. Because otherwise, rushing headlong into a cave full of necromancers would have proven to be the greatest mistake of your lives. Uh, I agree. It was exceedingly foolhardy. Don't you agree, Nass? Perhaps. But as a result, we did get to meet Mara and were personally saved by her intervention. So it wasn't entirely bad. Uh. Come, we aren't far from Myrafall, and I believe all of us require some rest after that ordeal. So, shall we buy on? Uh, I don't believe we've properly introduced ourselves. I am Mott Elson. You are Bion, and 
Nass? Nassius. Nass, however, works for short. So, shall we? Without waiting for a reply, Nassius exits the cave and begins the return trek towards the trail that leads to Mayafall. Bion and Mott follow soon after. In an alcove in the nearby forest, the necromancer god and his sole surviving follower from the group who had summoned him sit. What will you have me do first, my patron god? I will have you make the fallen followers of my name into your own personal guard. Let they of little faith have some use to us. Yes, as you wish. But what of the Mara followers? We will return to complete your eternity bargain later today, and then you create your undead guards. And lastly, we find you a remote area to begin your own sect of my church. Your wish is my command, Lord Keishi.